Kia ora and welcome to Goals and Growth on Plains FM 96.9 from Christchurch in the heart of Canterbury. Goals and Growth is a monthly show which focuses on how we can achieve our objectives and how we can become better. Faster, smarter, stronger, healthier, more caring, more in control, more purposeful, happier. Goals and growth typically go together. And whenever we attempt to achieve something or try to get something to go better, there is a risk of failing. There is a risk that something will come along and set us back. I was in a car accident last year. I was hit by a car and suffered quite a bad knee injury. I was in the hospital for a week, off work and not really walking properly for two months and off running for maybe three or four months. I can't exactly remember when I started again. And that was a major setback because before that I was running very well, improving and enjoying myself for the most part. So yeah, that's probably the biggest setback I've had in my life as far as sports and running in particular. Unlucky, but I was very lucky it wasn't worse, you know. Anything car versus bike it can end quite badly or, you know, I didn't have a brain injury or didn't hit my head. The knee injury was the only injury. I was pretty angry because there was, without getting into it, a car hit me and they were at fault, so there was a lot of anger, but it, I had to accept it straight away because I couldn't walk and I couldn't move and I was in the doctor's hands. Before the injury, Alex was on target to achieve his goals. Everything was going pretty well in his life and then a life-defining experience, a huge challenge to respond to. Alex suffered a painful setback on his journey to better, on his journey to achieve his running goals and it affected the rest of his life as well. A setback is something that stops or reverses our progress towards something we want. For Lindsay, however, it was different. When I was in high school, I was really into playing lacrosse. I was really into sports and I was good at lacrosse. So um, when I became a junior, I had the opportunity to try out for this all-star team, an all-star team in California to go to a tournament on the East Coast across the US um, where you could get scouted by uh, university coaches to play lacrosse in uni. And I made the team, which was awesome. But then when we got to the tournament, <laughs> after my parents had paid a lot of money to get me there and join this elite tournament, I played really <laughs> And it was just, it was really disappointing. And I felt like ashamed and embarrassed because <laughs> um, I, I wasn't playing at all like I normally do. Marikai, what do you think's worse? setbacks or failures? Well, I think it actually depends for me on what you took away from the experience, whether it added to your personal growth in some way or shape or form, or whether it was just you just wrote it off and have completely forgotten about it and want to move on from that. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I guess I'm going to stick on the fence again. <laughs> I'm going to say it, I guess it all depends. Because setbacks can end up leading to failure. Mm. Agreed. And if you like, setbacks are on the journey to success. 
So if the setback is significant enough, it's going to mess up our ability to achieve. Okay. And it might also give us some excuses to go, well, it was all too hard and uh, that goal, maybe a bit of defensiveness around uh, or some excuses around not achieving the goal in the first place, maybe, maybe an easier goal. But I think obviously because the failure part can be really, really challenging and that's an interesting thing around the world today, isn't it? Because we hear so much about the power of failure about learning from failure, about failing forward, which is something new. And I'm fascinated. So much of this failure is good Mm -hmm. stuff. And let's face it, children in some contexts, when they're very, very young, they fail all the time and they're learning all the time. And they absolutely need those failures, if you will, failures to walk, failures to talk, whatever it might be to actually improve. They're practicing and learning and that sort of feedback loop, getting better and getting better and getting better. And I kind of think, well, that's obviously the situation with failures for adults as well, except we're different, aren't we? Yeah, it's quite interesting. I wonder when the change happens from being a baby or a child and learning and growing to the point where as adults, we're now conditioned to sort of start thinking, actually, failure is bad. Let me try and move away and try to mitigate failure as much as possible. It's, it's almost like we, we, we forgot how much progress we've made as little people growing up. It's interesting. We've got a bit of research that I found by Winkler and Fishbach. I hope that's pronounced correctly. Highlighted something interesting about failure and our reactions to it. We tend to ignore failures when it's safe to do so. We feel threatened and we tune out. So it actually undermines learning in their research anyway. It's only when the failure is so significant, so obvious, so catastrophic, (laughs) so public perhaps, that we can't ignore it, that we typically tune in and learn. Does Does that resonate with you or do you think that actually maybe there's something wrong with that research or... Yeah, that's, that's, that's quite interesting because I guess especially when we think of famous personalities and failure for them, I, f- I feel like we often get for such public success stories, we often get a very condensed version of the full story. And you're going to hear, um, take Steve Jobs, for instance, you're going to hear he's the co-founder of Apple and Apple is the most valuable company in the world. But how much, unless you've read his biography, maybe how much do you actually know or are you aware of the probably multi-million dollar failures that he would have had and how long did it take him before Apple becomes Apple? And I think we often get a very small glimpse into what that looks like. And in fairness, most of our stories are actually quite multifaceted and quite long, but we've got a certain bandwidth of attention span that you hear we want to grasp of something quite quickly and you hear this, all right, this is what I got to do. And then Mm -hmm. that's it. Yeah. I think there's a a couple of things I'd like to unpack about that. I've got something personal this year and maybe there's something weird about me. There probably is a few few things. (laughs) A lot of successful people talk about how they experienced failure. And you mentioned that before they succeeded or on their pathway to success. 
I have to say that while I'm interested in their stories, I don't completely buy into their I failed my way to success narrative. I might be being cynical here, but sometimes I feel these people want to present themselves as being more human, more relatable, that it's almost a marketing or branding exercise. Mm -hmm. Look at me, I'm humble, fallible, you know, uh, that I've suffered like you, you are suffering. I'm like you, but they aren't really, are they? You know, well, I, I, I don't sort of get that close connection because they have millions of dollars, millions of followers, a huge influence. I mean, yeah. they, they are very different from us. Now, they, they're talking now about the past, but we don't ever hear of anyone saying, look at how great I am, or people acknowledging how great the person is, and yet at the same time in the depths of some sort of massive failure that they've had. You know, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, it's usually like it all happened in the past. Now I'm a good guy or I'm a great guy yeah. or a great girl or you know, that, that sort of thing. I think it relatability for me, I think it relates to context because I think going back to that brief snapshot, like I used to be homeless and now I'm a multimillionaire mm -hmm. or whatever because we get such a condensed version. We don't know what's happened between that homelessness and becoming the multimillionaire and how long did that take? And I, and I think of someone like, for instance, Nelson Mandela, who to the wider world didn't really gain prominence as a civil rights hero until he had to spend over 20 years in prison. And we sort of, when we're looking back at it, we sort of just gloss over that. But that's 20 years it took for him to be at that place. And yeah, it's, it's quite an interesting balance because I, I do feel like there definitely is a sort of element of marketing that comes with that sometimes mm. where it's like, oh, well, I used to, again, I don't know, sleep on the streets. Now here I am. You can do it too. But then we don't know what's happened in between that time. Did, did you get lucky? Did you win the lottery? Yeah. Um, did it take you 20 years to get your act together? It's just sort of like, here's step one, and now I'm at step seven. But what about the, the five in the middle? Yeah, we weren't there. We didn't know their journey because we're not them. Yes. But it's interesting. Most of what I hear and maybe I'm just hearing sort of like a subset of it, but most of what I hear about the promotion of failing our way to success seems to come out of the United States. Yes. And it also seems to come out of the Silicon Valley type of United States, you know, that, that, that type of fail fast, fail often, all of this sort of catchphrases. That's one of the things in America is, and it's been the case for well over 100 years, how easy it is to recover from bankruptcy, how mm. easy it is from a financial point of view as far as the, to restart a business or start another business and so on. And that's one of the, one of the big differences as far as the, you know, the vitality, apparently, one of the revitalizing aspects of American business versus, say, if you compare it with uh, in Europe. I'm fascinated, though. I have to ask you this question. How is failure perceived in Malawi? I actually think it's the same as, or I'd like to think it's the same as most places in the world. There's definitely a big stigma associated to it and, and which attracts a feeling of embarrassment mm -hmm. or shame, especially the more people who know what you're trying to do and then if it doesn't work. Often it's actually 
stuff that you're projecting yourself. And th then in hindsight, the dots always connect and you find out that actually no one was really that concerned about it, but you, you took that on, that perception. And I feel like it's somewhat, a, I feel like it's somewhat of a universal sort of thing. Like, And I think there's a bit of hypocrisy to it as well, because while we're happy for other people to share their failure stories, it kind of make them to shrink them down to make them appear more human, perhaps to our, you know, fragile egos. But at the same time, are we really that keen to do the same? I'm not too sure about that. I think I think we tend to the mainstream conversations around failure that I've come across is we tend to share the failures that are more palatable. Yeah, would be the way that I'd put it. Not not the not the real painful ones, not the real recent ones. And I think that gives more context and more relatability. Because it does seem, if I go back to that, those <laughs> cynical perspectives that I had of a lot of these stories, is it does seem to be from the position of success that I can now tell you these stories of failure. But we never hear about the people that kept failing. There must be so many people out there, most people, I would imagine, that never failed their way to success. And I'm wondering, is there some sort of secret source that people have utilized? It's you know, this ability to, to learn most effectively from these failures so that they've, they've leapfrogged other people that's kind of and, and never quite getting to that. Or is it more a matter of luck or you know, other people have helped them? Or is it, is, it, is it beyond, in other words, is it beyond their personal control to some extent, do you think? I, I feel like probably all of those have little bits play somewhere in there, but I feel like a huge part of it as well relates back to mindset and the mindsets that you have towards failure. But I, I agree. I think the other thing with um, the stories that we hear a lot, they tend, for me anyway, they tend to sound quite generic it's I started off one dollar now look at me I'm a billionaire and I think that's where the disingenuousness of it can sometimes that's what I can sometimes feel for myself it doesn't whereas failure is multifaceted in so many different ways and I'm just curious <laughs> and I'll, I'll use an example because we're, you know, we're both runners if you do a marathon and you do it, and your expectation, I'm t now I'm talking about expectations, because yes. I think this is a huge part of failure and success, expectation, and the difference between the two. If you do a marathon in three hours, you go, eh. But I actually, it was a failure for me because I wanted to do it in two hours 30. Yes. I mean, that would probably be <laughs> audacious goal but at the moment, but it's two hours 30. And if I, if I if stretch that to, to the limit, if you've got Eliab Kipchoge, who's the marathon world champion, he failed because he didn't get in the top seven in the London Marathon last year. So everyone said, wow, that's a failure. You've, you've won the last like eight straight yeah. comfortably, easily. It's like, that's a failure. How are you going to recover from this? <laughs> now, he still did a time that's faster than anyone's ever done in New Zealand. So it would have been a national, still would have been a national record, even though he was, you know, not feeling well and all this sort of thing and the, and the weather was rubbish. 
that would never happen, of course, in London. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> London. Never. But that's just it. For somebody else, and we, we've just had the, the team named, or the provisional team named, I think, for, uh, for the Olympics, for Tokyo 21, fingers crossed. Mm. There's people there, I think there's a marathon runner that's been included, and he's probably going, yes, fantastic. I've got to the Olympics. Yeah. Brilliant. My success. So here you've got those expectations, expectation of someone going, this is fantastic. I've got to the Olympics. I don't really care what happens in the Olympics. I've got there. Yep. It's like my goal. And then if you get more realistic, you've got those people that are doing their first and only marathon. They have never done one before. It's incredibly challenging for them. And they train and they train and they train and they all prepare and so eventually they get to it but for somebody else it's like no big deal it's like who who's defining success, success exactly so yeah. for someone's i guess in summary someone's success can be another person's failure 100 percent. yeah and that is the fascinating thing, isn't it? Because we're talking about this when you, when you were mentioning in, in Malawi, people are going, well, what are you worried about? Yeah. Because internally, it's a big deal for you. But for other people with busy lives and other priorities and other expectations, it's like, what are you worried about? Yeah. Maybe. I think so. I agree. Yeah. So you mentioned before about mindset and I think Alex shared that with us quite well as far as just get on with it yeah look let's just move forward yes he was angry and I, I think it's totally appropriate to name those feelings that you're having in Alex's case perfectly justified to be really angry really grumpy with that driver you know this has really messed my life up I mean I'm sure the person didn't do it on purpose that's for sure <laughs> complete accident however it's huge. I mean, it could have been a lot worse. Thankfully, it wasn't. Moving forward, but the sudden shock moments in in someone's life, but moving forward, that's we're talking about setbacks now rather than failures as such. But obviously, they impact on our on our goals. Mm -hmm. So, you mentioned about mindset. Can you share a little more about the sort of mindset that tends to be most effective? Well, I think Alex actually put it quite well in what his his mindset was because this thing has happened. There's things that are out of my control, but then looking back at what are the things that I, that I can control. And I think that mindset probably took his recovery leap years ahead in terms of where it would have been had he otherwise sort of just um, turned to doom and gloom and said, and wallowed in what had happened dwelling on the past but instead he just he just got on with it like 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 you mentioned and i think it in his case i think it helped him quite a lot in his road to recovery because he set little milestones for himself and he's i think he mentions that he it gave him something to look forward to the mm. progress of that and i think that's what ends up happening with if you change your perspective on what failure is just like oh actually you know, I've got all these things around me that I can appreciate and I can, I can get back or I'm going to keep moving forward. We will be talking about reframing a lot <laughs> in the future. 
I just wanted to quickly just expand on something that you mentioned before about the growth mindset. So if anyone's not familiar with that, that's Carol Dweck popularized that. She's a psychologist. And basically, it's our abilities are not fixed, but we can grow them. We can improve and develop them. So a person who has a growth mindset, embraces challenges, persists in the face of setbacks, like Alex did, sees efforts as the pathway to mastery, learns from criticism, like Lindsay did. Finally, these people find lessons and inspiration in the success of others, and it gives them a feeling of being in control which is so important to self-worth and in general well-being. Now, you seem to be a successful sort of a person, Matikai, or at least I see you as one. Young, you've achieved so much. I'm going to assume that you've experienced some failures along the way. So many. (laughs) (laughs) Are there any that are on a similar scale, scale of significance to what Lindsay spoke of or the setbacks that Alex stated? Um, I think, like, my own personal success, a, a lot of that is attributed to the people you keep around you, and I think which also adds to the mindset that you keep around that. And I guess to someone who doesn't know me very well, they'll be able to see m- some of my personal success. But, again, going back to context, they may not necessarily be aware or be privy to some of the failures that have incurred and how big some of them, or how big and small some of them have been. And I guess that was the, the impetus behind this discussion was to share failure stories. And one failure that comes to mind for me, a most recent one, is actually a failed relationship. And a, a quick summary of, of the relationship, it came to an end because we essentially found out that we our values are actually misaligned a little bit. But she had gotten to meet a lot of my a lot of my close friends and the failure that i experienced after after the relationship came to an end was was a feeling that i felt that i had i had let my friends down or i'd, I'd been a disappointment and I, I was actually feeling ashamed and embarrassed because they got to meet her and you know, people would say, oh, you guys are good together and all these different things. And for me, it felt like I've I've gotten to meet some of my friends. Everyone knows about us. And then now it's like, oh, man, I've, I've messed up or it's not there anymore. How do I show my face? But I think the, the, the learnings that came from that, because, again, all of this was just happening in my own head. No one had actually said that my friends did not love me any less. And I think a lot of it I learned was just my ego, really, because I'd given myself this identity around if in this relationship I'm this person and without it, without it, I'm I'm a lesser or anything like that. And people are going to perceive me differently. But it actually turns out that was that was all in my head. And it's definitely taught me a lot more about about my own ego. And. That's one of, one of my most recent failures. Thanks so much for sharing that. And <laughs> full disclosure, we were going to have me share mine, which interestingly enough is about a relationship. Well, I actually, we, we, didn't, we didn't script this. I was thinking, <laughs> don't spoil mine. You know, like, I actually <laughs> with, reckon, Pete. With your story. I actually reckon um, the, 
the sharing of the failure stories, I think we often look at failure in very narrow contexts of failure in business. Yes, exactly. Failure in sports achievements. But I think sharing failures around those things like relationships, I think it would be good to hear more from different people. Absolutely. It's, I think it's less important about the, the, the dollars that people have lost and so on. So I think ultimately, at the end of days, it's much more important about those relationships that you've developed and and maybe the the uh, the, the sadness and the um, you know, the disappointment when things did not go go well when when people have have been hurt in relationships which um, which often happens and hopefully that's you know that was done by accident but still and nonetheless painful for all, for all those concerns. <laughs> I'm going to pike out <laughs> because of a lack of time. So I'm going to I'm going to share my failure story or we'll one of my failure one of my failure stories in another another show in the next episode. In the next episode, absolutely. That's our show for today. With every goal set, there is a chance that it will be derailed by a setback or end in failure. Life will inevitably include failures and setbacks, how we deal with them so that they don't permanently harm us and perhaps even use them to make us better. My thanks to Motokai for joining me and sharing the journey forward with me. Special thanks to Lindsay and Alex for sharing their life-changing challenges. Until next week, please go visit our Goals and Growth Facebook page. We have links to our podcasts and previous speakers. We welcome constructive feedback and comments. We're always learning and would really appreciate you sharing your insights and experiences. Until next week, thanks for listening. Be kind and keep up those small daily steps towards your life goals. Namihi and bye for now. Namihi. <laughs>